LSG Media presents Without Limits, a Westworld podcast. I'm your host, Dean. I'm Jessica. On this week's episode, we bring you Season 2, Episode 2, Reunion. I gotta be honest with you, Jessica. I'm a little concerned. Uh, okay. I see Poland Spring sparkling water before me. <laughs> You're drinking it out of this weird new sexy chic bottle. <laughs> it's so good. And I mean chic like hip, not like like, you know, towels on their heads kind I of think stuff. It's ugly, but that's okay. Um, I got a question for you though. Mm-hmm. Or like Iron Chic, Camel Clutch, former heavyweight champ at WWF. I don't know what that means. Lost you there, didn't I? Continue. Well, let me ask you this. Why aren't you drinking alcohol? I'm a little, uh... Well, I don't want to be made fun of like Josh, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm running a 5K this weekend. I told myself I was going to not drink all week until after my my 5K. And then I'm going to drink all the margaritas because it's going to be Cinco de Mayo. Mm. <laughs> so right. that's why I'm in workout business only mode. <clears throat> Got it. I like your style. It's like fight week. Yeah, exactly. That's color, literally what I'm going through right now. Color me impressed. <laughs> Thanks. Let's see I how mean, long it lasts. <laughs> I mean, this discipline is out of this world. So I expect <laughs> lucid. I expect minimal interruptions and lucid thoughts from you. I can't promise any of those things. What were your impressions of reunion? I like this episode. I I like the idea that we are going to get this backstory stuff, and I know not everybody likes that that the backstory. But there's so much in Westworld that you can do um, that where you can take these characters and you can go through the whole history of Westworld. You have 30 years to go through. Mm-hmm. You have so much you can do. And I know eventually it'll get old and it'll be like, all right, you know, how many times are we going to see Jimmy Simpson, you know, give his wife a weird look? <laughs> but <laughs> does as, it ever get old? As of now, I'm pumped about this because. I am very interested in the man in black. I think he's one of the more interesting characters in the show. And I'm interested in William and I'm interested in that transition because yes, I get it. Like our catalyst is like Dolores broke his heart, but I need more than that. And I, and I think there's so much more to it and I'm glad that we're seeing it happen. Yeah. You know, and the whole thing about like, I don't know his situation with his wife and how his wife killed herself. And I don't know. I just, I feel like there's so, so, so much more to his story and I'm interested in his backstory. So I'm glad we're going to see it. Yeah. Here's what I want to say about uh, reunion. And it's, it's along the same lines that you're digging here. Um, reunion is cool. And in season two in general, has an approach to this show that's interesting because it seems like now Westworld sort of has this footing on their style. And they always have, don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. But in season one, I found myself preoccupied with what was happening. And now I find myself interested in the development of these characters, right? Yeah. It was before it was the, wow, what's the twist? What is what's it? the plot? What is it all? It's all thought provoking. And it still is. There's still thought provoking things occurring here, which I do want to talk about. And, and they occur in this episode. But it's also more of a character exploration to me this time around based on how I'm seeing these characters interact. And the big, oh my God, William is the man in black. I mean, that that kind of stuff has already come and gone. I'm not saying there's not going to be cool twists and surprises. I'm sure there will be. 
But I now find myself settling in. Right. Yes. I'm settling in to Westworld and I and I am feeling very comfortable. And I and I told you, and I know you are tired of me hearing it, and so are the listeners, but this idea of the way we're decided to oh, watch God. No, <laughs> the way we've decided to watch this program, the way we've decided to kick back has been very enjoyable for me as a watcher and very enjoyable and stress-free for me as a podcaster. I'm not reading articles. I'm not reading timelines. I'm not reading dick. The only thing I'm reading are listener comments, honestly. Staying away from the internet. When the show is over, I don't obsess about it. I have too much shit going on. And I don't mean that to sound highfalutin. I mean that to be, to, to be honest, right? It's cool to not have to worry myself with, oh, what if I miss something in Westworld? Like we were talking today about, oh, the, 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 the Splendor line, which we get to. And I was thinking to myself, I don't fucking even really care if I get that wrong. If I get it wrong, I get it wrong. Somebody will correct me. It's fine. I don't need to go looking for the truth. So it's been very helpful to me. And, um, and I, I did watch episode three times this, this time, which is cool. That's because he fell asleep during it yeah, the so, second time. So two and a half. <laughs> so two and a half. But um, I wanted to put it on again. It's just been fun to watch. I've been enjoying this season. And it feels like Westworld still, but I also feel settled in. And I'm, and I'm not sure how else to put words to it. I, I lack the skill of the bard to tell you, but that's where I'm at in my head. And Reunion continues what episode one set up. Yes, I, I think that, and as you were talking, you're like, this is a character study now. In the first season, there was so much of like, what's the big that twist? That might be an overstatement, the... but. No, but you saying that made me think that the way this show feels to me a little bit now, as far as like the setup and how it feels is is very much like lost. Where there's all this crazy shit going on. You're like, I don't really know what's happening and, and what's going on with these people. But at the same time, you have these characters and, and their story is so important and we're learning about their past while also learning about their present. It it, it 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 feels a lot like that to me and everyone who knows me knows I love Lost right. a lot. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So why don't we dive into this very first... Let's dive into this open. Yeah. It was great. Why don't you take me through this? Um, so Dolores is in the real world with Arnold, essentially. She is wearing this sleek little dress and her hair is pulled back and mm. she's looking at the real world um, and she goes back to her her loop, her line that she always says, um, have you ever seen anything so full of splendor? We've heard, we've heard Dolores say that a zillion times. Yeah. That's her line. Um, basically what they're doing is they're throwing a party of sorts. We don't know specifically at this point what it's going to be. We're going to see it a little bit later. Um, and Ford wants to know if Dolores is ready. And Arnold says that she's not. And Ford accuses him of playing favorites. Mm. Um, but Arnold said she's not ready. Um, what they're doing with her, it's not going to work. Um, her, her improvisations, whatever. Um, so they're going to go with the other girl. And Ford's mad because he's like, I want to go with our best for this. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't, at first I was thinking, I'm like, oh, so was Dolores supposed to be playing the piano? But I actually think maybe Dolores was supposed to be Angela. Perhaps I don't know. I don't know who she was. The way he's like, we want our back. But she wasn't present. But she was. She Arnold did not feel like she was ready. Why don't you suppose he thinks that? Because he is certainly playing favorites. Correct. A hundred percent. Right. There, there's this emotional connection, and I think um, when he says that she has a lot in common with Charlie, they talk about Charlie, his son. She's excited to meet him. He feels like 
he's developing this relationship with her like she's a human. He sees parts of his son in her. And I don't know where his son is at this point because I'm assuming Bernard's backstory of his sick son is Arnold's story. Sure. Right? Of course. And maybe we know that information for a fact, but I don't know. Um, so I don't know if his son's sick at this point. I, I, I think that was what was revealed in season one, but don't remember. Okay. So I don't know if his son's sick at this point, and that is part of this, you know, protection of Dolores and why he's so, it's her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sure. for whatever reason. I like when he says, I have, but it's better to see it through your eyes when she asks about the splendor, right? I have, yes. but it's better to see it through your eyes. You get used to it. After a while, it doesn't look like anything at all. Doesn't look like anything to me. And uh, she says, I don't think I could ever get used to this. And that's when Ford does the, are you, are you ready piece? Um, but it's, what a daunting proposition for Arnold. If he's starting to feel something for Dolores and he knows the way this technology is going to be utilized in a setting, which is we wanted to, 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 to quote the man in Bella, Black, well, to paraphrase the man in black, a place where God isn't watching. And this is where you're going to send this person, for lack of better terms, that you've grown accustomed to. It has to be, it has to be really difficult on Arnold, which of course we know it is, which is why he went through the whole thing he did. But it's nice to see this wearing on him now. I, I like the Arnold backstory a lot too. That's, he's another very interesting character where it's interesting to see not Bernard, but actually Arnold. Yep. You know, what led him to do what he did. Yep. This is for Charlie. You told me about Charlie. I'd like to meet him someday. He'd like to meet you. You and Charlie have quite a lot in common. You know, you both see it so clearly. The beauty of it. The possibility of it. So many people have stopped seeing it all together. The wonder. Maybe they don't have the courage. Dolores does. And I like all this stuff. And then when she just says, have you ever seen anything? Right. She repeats this. She repeats yes. it. She says... Have you ever seen anything so full of splendor again? Which, of course, unsettles Arnold because it's a stark reminder. That they're not having a real conversation. That she's still on a loop, right? She still is a machine, despite what he may have felt for her in those moments of what seemed to be intimate conversation. And I don't think it's romantic at all. No. I just want to make that. I don't want... No, intimate is not romantic No, I know. I just want to make it clear that I don't think it's romantic at all. I think it's very father-daughter, like, I don't know, like his protege, like he wants to, you know what I mean? Sure. Teach her the ways. I'm sure there's many confusing feelings from him about this whole thing. So um, opening credits, we come back and um, we are in the basement. We see this investor guy who escaped. Awesome. Very cool, right? Techs are working on bodies um, and wondering where the next shift is. That's Phil who says that, by the way. His name is Phil. Phil is the, the, black, the black tech. Yep. Yeah, I like him. He's awesome. He has a name. He's in the credits. I had to look it up, though. Yeah, because we, we don't know any of his names. The, the, the <laughs> other guys kind of don't matter, but he has speaking parts. So, oh, Well, we'll get to him. <laughs> don't talk to me about Hansi. Uh, the hosts are rebelling. It's a fucking slaughter up there. We hear muffled gunshots. Well, like that. That's tense. Angela and Dolores. And, of course, Teddy Storm in. I used to see the beauty in this world. A fucking psychopoetic Dolores muses. And now I see the truth. Um, they thought that they could do what they wanted to us because there was no one here to judge. Now no one is here to judge what we will do to you. Something along these lines, right? Yeah, Dolores is crazy now. Awesome. Like she's mad. She's going to kill a lot of wolves. 
why don't we talk about Dolores right now? What do you think of Dolores? What do you think of their direction with Dolores this season so far? I mean, two episodes in, so it's not like we have a ton of sample sizing here. I think it makes sense along the lines where they talked about them, robots going sentient and going crazy a little. I also think that there's a mixture between these two personalities that she's had in her. Dolores, who always wanted the best and she wanted this this great life and happiness and like her own peace. And like Wyatt, who is a murderous type of character. Indeed. Like, I do think there are pieces of both of her personalities, especially since she says she remembers everything. And I also think it makes sense. Could you imagine to have spent 30 years in this constant repetition and then to find out everything is fake and that you've been used for all this time? It's really hard to process. What's one of the most compelling things about this, you know, we've talked about this on LSG Media Pods throughout the years. We talked about it on the on the on the science fiction film podcast when we talked about Blade Runner. Um, we've probably talked about it on in season one of the Westworld. In fact, and we've probably said we've talked about it before on the Westworld podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but it bears repeating. And and it and it does because of Dolores's turn towards the dark. Okay. And that's this. When we think about replicants from the Blade Runner universe, we think about things that only live about four years that are meant to be and function as humans do, and they have all the emotions that humans do. However, they don't have a frame of reference with the experience of those emotions, which is where Westworld replicants tend to be superior because the idea is we're going to give them memory so they kind of have a frame of reference instead of being a four-year-old child, right? It's like a Cylon. It's kind of like a Cylon. It's very BSG. Yeah. It's very much a skin job, which is they have a whole life experience. Correct. And finding out, a lot of them don't know that they're Cylons. Correct. Be careful. I'm not going to say anything after Um, season two. I wasn't going to say anything. Don't say anything. I was just going to say boomer. Don't say anything. Or say something. (laughs) Um, So you have, essentially you have, you know, the replicants are, are so bad at managing their emotions because they're like children. They don't know how to. They don't have experience. Which begs the question with them, if they're wiping their memories, it's going to fuck them up a little. And you you have to believe that Dolores is affected by this flaw in their whole design, which is how much of a framework for emotional stability can you have when you lack the experience and the depth of knowledge of a whole lifetime? Mm -hmm. If if you just have fading memories of a life, you're going to be confused when you feel things. Because you're not going to know what to attribute to those feelings, right? Right. And it's, it's wild. And it's not like Dolores it. has bumped up all of her her settings That's like Maeve has. Sure. Like there's a huge difference um, in emotional maturity between the two of them and where they are in their realizations, which can be seen when they interact. How Maeve's like, we got different ideas of this shit. Like, just let me go do my thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, Mark, Mark brought up a question with Maeve, which I'll get to. Um, but remind me, because he was talking about, couldn't she just program people to obey mm-hmm. her? And, um, well, I might as well talk about it since I brought it up. And, and I, my answer to him was perhaps it's because she wants them to make their choices willingly. Yeah, I don't think she wants to program yeah. people to obey her. Maybe in the beginning, but now she's kind of maybe turned a corner on that. I guess She's it's on possible. her own little um, yeah. adventure. So the investor says something unsettling here, doesn't he? You have no idea what you're up against. He's not wrong. He saw all this murder. Not just that, but he he knows what people are capable of and how many there are. Dolores has no idea 
that there is billions of people, millions and millions of people. Oh, that him saying that's Dolores. Correct. Okay, I thought you meant him talking about how it's a slaughter. I'm like, yeah. Oh, like, that. No, I yeah, got it. I got what sure. you're saying yeah. now. Right, and I like that. And it's funny that she sort of just quizzically observes him saying it. And she says, I know exactly what's out there. I've been there before. But her experience is very limited. Very limited perspective Mm -hmm. from her, which could be her downfall. Well, you never know. It's definitely not a throwaway line. And I thought it was interesting that he said it. Agreed. Cut to a piano, a very fancy place. We call this the Delos Mansion. This isn't the Delos Mansion, though. This is somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're out somewhere. They're out somewhere. It's like a, a bar. fancy place. Logan and William are schmutzing some guy. Glad handing for Delos, as they say. Oh, is that what they say? Mm. Glad handing. And who do we see? My motherfucker, Hansi, son. We love Hansi. Hansi is a straight murderer from Fargo. Oh, he's so is good. Is that a spoiler? A no. cheetah. His name is, uh, I, I missed his name in this. It's something. With we don't know name. his name in the show. <laughs> Hansi in this. I don't know him in this. No, Hansi's not his name in this. It's yeah. his name in Fargo. I know. You said Hansi in this. It is Hansi in this, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you picked me up, lady. <laughs> Pay attention here. Guys, if you haven't watched Fargo, get on that shit. It's real good. Just saying. It's one of the best shows I've seen in a while. Yeah, it's fantastic. So Logan dismisses um, the unnamed man. And but William he, already takes he... off. William takes off first. He's like, I gotta go. It doesn't really matter, but is Logan bisexual? Probably. Because he said to the guy, because he was talking about what's the point of having whatever painting if you can't look at it while you're fucking somebody. Yeah. And then later he says to the guy, I want to get this painting and I'll show it to you. Kind of like, I'm going to fuck you while looking at this painting. Um, Logan strikes me as somebody who fucking will do anything. No holds barred, right? For, oh, yeah. hundred. All right. That's my opinion on Logan. Okay, fair enough. You said that so carefully. You treaded so lightly on those words. What are you afraid of? I was going to say he's so douchey, and then you'd be like, oh, don't call him a douche. Yeah, kind of boring. He is wicked douchey, but he definitely probably I'll tell you what, bangs anybody he can Can I can tell bang. you something about he him? He reminds me of like, go ahead. He is awesome in this episode. Yeah, I like Logan's episode. Logan's really good in this episode, and, and the end with him is fantastic, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. Um, Logan like reminds me of someone from like Dorne. <laughs> Like, that's what I imagined his morals are like. He's over in Martell. (laughs) (laughs) Did you fuck her? (laughs) Like, it was your last night on Earth. (laughs) Like, Logan would fit right in with the Dornish people. Yeah, he's tasted the Dornishman's wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They talk the importance of confidentiality, right? Mm -hmm. They talk virtual worlds, but Angela says that they are offering something a little more tangible. Yes. She's uh, playing the seduction role here. Logan's father... Is mentioned. Let's hope you're not here to sell me some more of the fool's gold. We have some more piano. They enter a big room. It's very fancy, very rich stuff here. This is, you know, fancy pants places in Malibu. I don't even know. People everywhere. I thought this was a private demonstration. Logan wonders. I'm going to pause right here because how good is this scene? This scene is absolutely fantastic. It's a standout, right? What, What a great demonstration. It's it's perfect, and and Logan's at times a little over the top reactions are also legit. He's Just how he thinks he's so smart and he's figured it out, and then he's like, "Wait a second, and then he's like, "Holy shit!" Well, put yourself in his position. You're talking to a robot person. Yeah, I mean that's totally mind blowing. There's no real human in the room. Correct, except for him. Well. He thinks he's supposed to find the robot among them. He starts walking around, snatches up some champagne, considers how painfully human they all are, and then takes a gander at Angela. 
And that's when he thinks, come on, no fucking way, right? Hansi, sorry, compliments his eye. Looking, I believe it. You look too perfect to be one of us. Now, there's a part of me that wants to talk about that piece of dialogue, and I don't want to, I don't want to get hung up on the minutia, but I must. He's saying that as a line, but he's also believes it. I think Logan deep down understands human nature and how vile it is based on his behavior at the end of the episode. And I don't think he's just saying this to be charismatic. I think he's saying it to be charismatic, but at the same time, he believes that perhaps humans are a little gross, right? Yeah. By the way, he talks at the end of the episode, which is what is interesting about Logan this week. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he makes remark about how we'll have to sample her. Now- Sounds like sounds fucking like, Logan from Dorn. Sounds like Logan, but at the same time, if she wasn't a fucking robot, I'm betting he thinks that would have been the end of the game because she would, right? That's true. He could have been pushing her like, if you're a robot, you're probably going to go along with this. If you're not, you're going to tell me to fuck off, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, she giggles, raises a hand, and everyone freezes, including our boy Hansi. What? Oh, love him. I hope he's in another episode. God damn it. I thought it was free from the white man's magic. I know. I you wrong. never can be. It's so sad to me. Oh, well, he's the best. Welcome to Westworld, Angela says. I love that. I love that. That's what, like her line. It's fantastic. I mean, what a great scene. I love the way they shoot this. So clever. Everyone freezes. That is just great storytelling. But even the leading up to him being like, oh, is she... A robot, the way he looks at people and the little ticks and the things that they do. And the big one is is the guy who takes off and cleans his glasses because I do that fucking 25 times a day. It's like unconscious. And to capture that part of like human nature, these unconscious movement, like movements that people make, like that's hard to do. And that's the type of thing you have to think about. And that's why he's like, everybody's painfully human. It's That's the type of... I don't know. That's what makes it hard to create a believable host, right? Right. Those little tiny things. I like so, it. I, I think that it's smart. It's well done. We're here, Mr. Delos. All hosts are here for you. He's like, all right, <laughs> to my bedroom. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, they have an orgy, apparently. Dolores sees the aftermath. And then we have, uh, quickly, we cut to Dolores, Angela, Teddy, in the bowels of Westworld, Teddy sees the dead hosts. Imagine Teddy's innocent, perfect, and pure mind witnessing this terror. We've already seen this with Maeve. Mm-hmm. When she was escorted down her, down here. Mm-hmm. Teddy's a lot more innocent, but... Oh my God, Teddy is like a small puppy dog and you took his bone away and you just want to pat him on the head and say, right. it's going to be okay, Teddy. Give him a little yeah, hug. Sure. Give him a little kiss on the cheek. Show him his history. It's time, instead of kissing him on the cheek and coddling him about, show him his many faces of death. Yeah, because we know Teddy <laughs> dies basically more than anyone. It's uh, <laughs> pretty much his MO. Ask him why. And Teddy gets a little crazy with our boy Phil here, chokes him about. And I like how Phil, in a moment of, I might be dead now, just is honest. He says, for fun, just for fun. What else is he going to say? Yep. Hmm. And that's the truth, you know, because it's in that moment of fear and terror and like you're just saying, like, you know what I mean? Hmm. He means it. Teddy spares the man. Were you surprised by this? No. Me neither. Fuck that. Teddy is like the whitest white hat of the world. Right. His hat couldn't get any whiter. Not even. I mean, you could bleach it for days. 
That's what he does every night. He bleaches his hat every night. He bleaches his fucking hat. He's like, all right, guys, hold on, Dolores. I'll be in bed in in half an hour. I'm going to bleach my hat. He doesn't even like it when the shadow hits his hat. He's like, oh, God, we got to go to the sun. Get out of the shadow. (laughs) My hat must be as white as possible at all times. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Teddy spares the man. We go back to the men in black. Lawrence is being tortured. By ants, I wrote, but it's actually by people. Right. <laughs> ants don't know what the fuck's My note going literally on. says, like, Lawrence being tortured by ants. Like, <laughs> why did I write that? I don't know. <laughs> he was actually being tortured by people with ants. <laughs> the ants weren't actually specifically targeted. <laughs> fucking him. ants got him tied up in a basement somewhere. <laughs> like, uh, ants got a knife. Like, honey, I shrunk the kids. If fucking like, ants oh. smoking a cigar. That's- Tell us who stepped on our last home. Listen, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, that giant ant, like that just scared me when I was a child. <laughs> well, moving right along. Just saying. Man in Black shows up, blasts them all. You're supposed to get yourself out of this particular bond, Lawrence. This is interesting. Hmm. There's two interesting things that happen with the Man in Black with this stuff. The fact that normally Lawrence gets himself out of this. He doesn't need to be saved. But now that everyone's a little off their loops, it's not exactly the same. Um, and also when they get to Pariah, he says this is what happens when the story finishes. Like, it's not supposed to play out to the end. Like, those things are both very interesting to me. Right. That's very interesting commentary. That this is not only affecting all these humans and all this craziness, but even the people who aren't super involved, um, they're being affected in their own loops, you know? Indeed. Like, they're still in their loops, but they're able to move a little more freely and they're able to finish their stories because they're not just resetting the next morning. They're also not being interrupted by people and guests. Right. Or, or for example, like a guest, a, a host will stay with a guest until the, the guest leaves, basically. Mm-hmm. But if not, their story just keeps resetting. Sure. But if there are no guests coming, so now these guys are just living out their stories till the end. And, and the man in black saying, like, you're not supposed to get to the end. Right. It's not supposed to happen. Indeed. That's just very interesting. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The men attack the man in black. Lawrence helps by tossing him the gun. Very cool. I like the tense action here. Yeah. And he just shoots the guy through the back of the neck. Wow. That was intense. Man in black laughs at the reality he finds himself in. Loves the show. I got to tell you, Ed Harris is crushing it this year. I love Ed Harris so much. I love him so much. I'm so glad they paid him the big bucks. His cavalier attitude is just priceless. The idea that he is reveling in the danger of of the park is so refreshing to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they go to a saloon of sorts. A man in black smashes a wall to grab a package he had hidden there, calls it cheating when asked what's going yes, on, right? technically cheating. Yep. And then um, this scene between him and Lawrence is really awesome. I really like this, this moment here. I agree. Uh, let's talk about it. Let's. Are you watching it right now? I'm just getting to it. <laughs> um, so, you're not really a bandit. You're a tour guide, right? He's, he's the truth. kind of breaking it to him. Why should I help you? And this is one of the best lines in the episode. Because it's in your nature, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. This sent me down a rabbit hole of thought today. And I was in such a deep rabbit hole, I probably fell asleep and took a nap. This is true. This is about <laughs> the time where the nap came about. <laughs> but anyway... It's in your nature. That's utterly fascinating to me because you could say that people have natures and sometimes predictable modes of behavior based on their nature. 
but it's not like you can look at a computer screen and know exactly what that is and be able to manipulate it precisely. This is awesome. The Man in Black is intimately, not romantically, familiar with Lawrence. That's what you think. (laughs) Familiar with Lawrence. And he knows that it is in his nature to help him. Mm -hmm. So when the Man in Black gambles, he is gambling and he can see your hand. It's great. Yeah, he'd be a very good poker player. Well, especially if they had to show him his cards. That's the point, right? Yeah, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah, that's non sequitur, but I like your style. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking water, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) He digs some lead out of his arm. Do you believe in God, Lawrence? Did Ford saddle you with that affliction? He has great lines. Oh my God, the dialogue is fantastic that they write for him. Your world, he essentially says your world exists so they could sin in peace, right? Yeah, it's a place hidden from God where people can sin in peace. But we were watching them. Indeed. But judgment was not the point. Right. There's an interesting point, though, where he says, like, the man in black says something along the lines of, like, they can have a glimpse of the men they could have been. Right. I also like how, I like how the man in black equates the the idea of a higher power watching over them as potentially not real as well for sake of control. Like, it's interesting how he's talking about how it could meet her in the real world too. He he says that. So you won't take a machete to your neighbor and you'll pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit yeah. too. It's awesome. Sure. But um, yeah. There, there's something about that, that glimpse of the men they could have been. Mm. Like, are we about to go down this like man in black redemption story arc as we're finding out how he became this person? Are we going to turn the other way? I don't know. Is that his end goal here? Maybe the man he was supposed to be is this man. I don't know. Maybe he was denying his nature. Maybe. It's tough to say. It's also interesting to turn that logic and put it into the laps of the hosts. Can Lawrence, what is Lawrence's nature and can he go beyond his nature, right? That's something the first season was trying to ask us. Mm -hmm. Can they go beyond the limits of their programming? Right. It appears so, but we don't know. Right. And then we have... uh, we have the man in black asking the same questions. Your world exists so they could sin in peace. Yikes. But I have received my judgment all the same, Lawrence, and I take issue with it because up until this point, stakes in this place haven't been real. So I'm going to fight my way back and appeal the verdict. Yikes. Then I'm going to burn this whole fucking thing to the ground. Okay, man in black, if you say so. He's on a warpath. For he, sure. He wants to do his thing and shut this fucker up. But is it because because he realized like the shit they did in Westworld was wrong. I like your style. What motivates him? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Hmm. It's worth. Is there thinking some about. of that old William still in there? Somewhere, <laughs> Jimmy Simpson, McPoyle, are you there? <laughs> the Poyles. McPoyle, get it right. McPoyle, sorry. Ugh. Anyway, Dolores interrogation. What is she asking in the scene as they put this guy's face in delicious milky goodness? He's like it burns. I'm like, oh god. Makes me more puke just looking at it. Basically, what's going to happen? How many people are going to come? What's the protocol? It's going to be 600 to 800 people. On the protocol for a failure like this, system-wide failure is to secure one sector at a time. This is important information, all of it. Correct. Um, Teddy's like, holy shit, we have 50 people. We need allies. And Dolores is like, I got that shit. Don't worry about it, Teddy. Just, just be quiet and look pretty by my side. Those are daunting numbers, though. What do you think of that? I, I think that those are daunting numbers, but we also know 600 to 800 people aren't coming yet anyway until they get Peter Abernathy. 
right. Um, I'm not in the prediction business. I don't read anything, but this could be one of those situations where we're seeing some uh, body swapping to maybe blend in and escape. Like body swapping with real people? Maybe. Can you do that? I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. Just making it up. Um, They're harvesting DNA for a reason. I, I think as, to make as uh, Andrea so succinctly put in the chat. Yeah, Andrea's going to be a robot. She's a robot. I saw that picture of her. In real, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Shit, I forgot. Yeah, and you blew her cover. Sorry, Andrea. So pretty much John Connor's going to go fucking kill her now. That sucks. Um, but I think we're seeing like the, the security protocol, the one sector at a time, the 600, 800 people in our scene with, you know, the scars guard. Yes. Like that, there's, important. there's our shit. But the problem is, is all that stuff is not happening yet. We know we have two weeks before that begins Correct. because they're waiting on Abernathy, which we know from the scene with Charlotte. Correct. So there's a lot of shit that can happen in two weeks. Ain't that And sector truth. by sector, this is a big park. If we're talking about sector six and sector 15, like the park's big. Plenty of time to tell our story in eight more episodes, right? Yeah. And then 17 more seasons. They already got renewed for three. Three more seasons? No, a third. A third season. Yep. It was posted by Evan Rachel Wood. This is probably like a six-season show or it's going to get real bad. Five seasons. Six. Perhaps. If it goes beyond that, it's going to get questionable. You never know. Anyway, let's continue. Okay, let's. Well, uh, Dolores has her loop. We've seen this loop many times. Except this time, Teddy hands her the can she drops. Well, that's the loop we've seen too. I mean, yes, as predicted, Teddy. And then the helicopter. The, The time that it's different is... The time William takes Teddy's role. Correct. In our- Correct. So a helicopter lands and Jim Delos, I believe his name is. Yeah. You're right about one thing, William. It's pretty fuck. It's awfully fucking pretty. However he talks. Yeah, I like him. He's a cool bro. Um, He's been in a lot of movies, that guy. So uh, William says the investment here is in the future. Mr. Delos is not really interested in fantasy. I'm interested in reality. William's like, don't you worry. But we, uh, our boy William here makes a hard bargain on him and he tells him, listen. Great salesman. What's he tell him? Basically says that here they're going to get what matters most. That people are free and no one is watching or judging. At least that's what we'll tell them. This is the only place you can see people for who they really are. Mm. And if that's not the most important thing in business, then what is? What we're not doing this particular podcast coverage is discussing when we think these... Um, out of sequence scenes are occurring. Oh, when do you think this one occurred? So this has got to be after William has gone through the park. After Correct. Logan has um, met with Angela and had his orgy. Yes. Um. So it's going to be in that time frame. Yeah, after I think that. I think it's important for people to understand that. But this, this is, is post the whole thing he did with her in the season in season one, and it's post. Dolores being Wyatt and killing everybody and killing um, Arnold. Arnold's dead. Correct. I, I concur with that. Yep. I think. I think it's easy. I, we think. We, we're not sure. No, fucking Guess no. what? Not going to look it up. Don't The only care. thing that I know is supposedly that something takes place in 2052. And I was reading the years. Okay. Well, he uh, he pushes he pushes uh, Mr. Delos, who's like, no one's alive left that's ever insulted me or something like that. But No, he says something interesting. He says, there's not a man alive who would talk to me like that. Not anymore. And I'm like, well, that'll come back. Like, that's not a throwaway line. That's true. That's a very important thing. 
And I don't know who that person is or what else we're going to learn or who he has connections to. But this guy's not in this to be in one episode and never come back. No, yeah, there's obviously going to be more of a story. But that there's not a man alive who would talk to me like that. Not anymore. Boom. That has to be something more than just a throwaway line. We go to Dolores meeting uh, the campfire when Maeve shows up with Hector. Let's talk about this. Oh, yeah. And know what's funny? Like, I... I remember reading that there's like only one scene where Maeve and Dolores actually interact in season one of Westworld. Mm-hmm. So this would only be their second interaction in the show ever, which is crazy because they're the two major characters in this show. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I, it's interesting to see the difference in their goals and what they want to do and just how they're on completely different paths. This is like our brief meeting and now we're going in two totally different directions with these two characters. Right. Like this is what happens when you... As far as we know, we're assuming that they now have control of what they are doing, that they're no longer on loops. I don't know. Maybe they are. We still don't know. We, we don't know. But one thing this show has been telling us is that Dolores is the favorite. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Maeve was never considered the favorite by Arnold. No. So is it possible that Maeve is just going through the motions? It's possible. We don't know. Right. Had she left on the train, I think the thought process was she definitely is off a loop. Right. Because clearly that's a massive security breach. Right. If the thing walks Unless off the Unless she was smuggling park, out information for some reason like Peter Abernathy was going to. I don't think so. Yeah, that would be the only... Right. So, there you have it. Anyway, Maeve shows up with Hector. You've strayed a long way from home, haven't you? She has somebody else with her, too. Lee Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed like a fucking... Oh, yeah. I forgot that was even him. Holy shit. He's dressed like a little stable boy. He's like holding a donkey. I'm like, this is the most like <laughs> emasculating thing I've ever seen. <laughs> this poor guy. Yeah, well. He fucking deserves it. It's fantastic. I love it. There can't oh, be two God. Hectors, right? Every time I showed him, like, I know, especially because like Hector is so handsome and like standing right next to him, like such a badass. Oh, my God. It's so good. I love everything about it. We're bound for the future, or death in the here and now, Dolores states with some sort of divinity that is frightening. And you know who's not interested in that shit? Maeve. Is that well? Is that right? Well, best of luck. She's like, and, and she makes a lot of points. She's like, oh, you're free? So you're leading all these other people to be free by telling them what to do? And then she looks at Teddy and says, I know you. Do you feel free? Mm-hmm. And I love that, because Teddy fucking doesn't. This is not what Teddy wants to do. He's doing what Dolores wants him to do. It's not him. Mm-hmm. If we talk about their nature or whatever nature they're programmed with, like this is not Teddy's at all. You could argue his nature is to is to do for Dolores. I don't kind of like Hector, right? Is Hector free? I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a it's an awfully lovely statement by me. If there there's a comment in the chat about her loop. Her loop was to infiltrate the mainland before she broke the tablet. I think her not leaving the park was going against her programming. Okay, fair enough. Which I think is certainly possible. I think at at some point she was either programmed to leave the park because she had information. I think maybe programmed by Arnold? Not Arnold. um, Ford, maybe? Ford was trying to smuggle out his own information? I don't fucking know. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. I just wanted to comment on that. Okay. That's a good comment. I, I, I mean, again, I, I don't. This show is so deep. I'm not going to remember every single fact from the first season. That's so I'll take her word room. for it. So thank you, Royal. Royal. All right. Um. So yeah, there's a war out there. You know the enemy intimately. I can only fathom the revenge or something like that. She's talking about. 
And that's when, you know, Maeve just says, essentially she's telling her revenge is just another master. I yes. like that. I, I, Maeve says great shit. Love her. Since it's liberty you're defending, I guess you'll have no choice but to let us pass freely. I love that you've repeats free so many times. Like she's like, freely. Mm. Very important. Indeed. And, uh, and she does. She steps aside. Dolores does. She lets them pass. Correct. And they go on their adventure, which we'll see next week, which I'm real pumped about. It's funny. You could go down a rabbit hole with every one of these conversations and choices, right? Yeah. So at the barn house, we meet this man named Dunleavy, or we hear about a man Ooh. named Dunleavy. I'm like, do you know any of these guys' names? Because I don't. Dunleavy's the top of conversation. He was buried with Mexican lead in his belly. Yet here he is. Oh, that was the guy she made them wake up. Yes. So she could bring him to, uh, yep. to the men and get them on her side. Okay. Dolores wants to parlay. She wants to join forces, but this man is not interested. This guy's funny. He's into supplies, something trade-worthy. Yeah, give him some ammunition. Don't just come and ask him to join your army. God, you got to make a trade, Dolores. She tells the man that he will never make to his little place uh, in glory without Dolores' command. He takes issue with this and gets in her face. And this is interesting, too, because she is is talking about his loop and his plot line that he's supposed to be on, mm-hmm. which means she researched, she looked, or she, like, questioned the guy who was dead, like, when she first woke him up. But she was smart. She went in there being like, hey, I know what you're going to do tomorrow. She knows his loop. She knows his goal. Yeah, she could read She can it. use that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is smart. She didn't just go in there saying like, hey, I got your dead guy. Like, let's be, let's be allies. She was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do that. She fucking wheelbarrows him in. Got your dead guy. Puts it down. I've got your dead guy. You want to be allies? And just no, fucking what, shoot her to did, pieces. Why, why did you dig up our dead friend and just what? bring him here in a wheelbarrow? <laughs> Creepy. What are you, a dog <laughs> bringing me a bone? <laughs> why the did fuck? you bring back these painful memories for our group? <laughs> That's awesome. They all going to go to fucking therapy now. What's robot therapy like? Mm. I don't know, Dr. Toaster was looking at me. I think it's like basically what Bernard does with like Dolores all the time. Come back online. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's a great point. The whole fucking show is robot therapy. You have to be naked. What does that look like, Dean? Westworld, apparently. (laughs) Westworld is literally, that's the show is called robot therapy. Get it together. Yeah. I mean, you can only be, you know, you can only take so much cum and lead before you really need to get therapy from Bernard. That made me uncomfortable. Sorry, that's Westworld. Welcome to Westworld. (laughs) 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 And and steel and blades and ropes, Mm. I guess. Whatever fucking weird shit they do. But anyway, he sets his loyalties clearly. Is that your final decision? He makes a crude comment about rape, uh, and then Dolores suggests they enlighten the lads, and they enlighten the shit out of them with their <laughs> pistolas. Angela's like, got it. Got it. And then we see our tech friend is here to wake them back up. Phil. I like when she wakes him back up and she says, I killed God. That's awesome. We've toiled in God's service long enough. Yeah, it's I very, killed him. Very poetic dialogue this season, eh? You don't need his favor now, you need mine. So here she is rounding up Minarby. What do you think about what she's just doing? What do you think of Dolores and what she's up to? I think it's it's very interesting because it's so the opposite of the Dolores we've seen, but at the same time you could see this I don't know, desire for for freedom from her, mm. for for people's rights, for sure. you know, we saw that with her when she was with William and Logan and like that whole circumstance, uh, you know, adventure of like all of this She's never been able to quite live it out like this, but now she's going a little like she's 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 leading the charge here. You want to go to the Dolores uh, to the Delos Mansion? Do I want to go there? Yeah, and I learned that it's a beautiful place in Malibu, California. It has two pools and eight rose gardens. 
So you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Like acres of rose gardens. The feature yeah, it said I like, said. It said like eight of them. Like the number eight. Eight acres. I don't it's know. A lot of fucking it roses. said like eight rose gardens. Okay. Well, Dolores is on the piano playing a little to quote Doc Holiday from Tombstone Frederick fucking Chopin. A little girl tells her she's beautiful, but mom whisks the robe the the the, the child away from the scary robot. What do you think about that? What what do I think about that? I think that one day a young model was in a fucking stock photograph <laughs> and now she's on Westworld. Pretty cool. Huh? Good for you, ma'am. Good for you. You were in a stock photograph that Westworld used, probably not fucking thinking about it. And now you're a character on a television show. You, you did good for yourself and you win at life. You literally win at life. She'll never have a line. Even like, you know. She, you don't know. She's not an actress. Fucking neither was Harrison Ford. He was oh, a, he's so handsome though. He was banging nails. Oh my God, he's so handsome. In broads. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. Um, no, but... um. Now can now that that's done. Sorry, can you can you tell me what you think about her whisking her away from the uh, robot? I'm yeah, I'm I'm curious of about how much she knows about William's experience mm, with Dolores. Does she know thinking. like th- you brought her here, so we know William has a very strained relationship with his wife. We know that she eventually kills herself. We know that um, the daughter is still alive, as far as we know, and for. From in se- at the end, it's season one. We told a story about his wife killing himself or whatever, and that you know the daughter said they were always afraid of him. Mm. And and is this like? Does she know that like Dolores was? And even if she doesn't know specifics, we know that her name's Juliet, right? Logan's uh, sister. Sure. So we know that Juliet's been to Westworld. I'm pretty sure that Logan said that at a point that she had been. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry asked, "Did her brother say something?" That's also very, very true. possible. Like Terry. you don't think very Logan possible. fucking doing all his drugs is like, oh, yeah. well, he was in love with that broad one time. This is a video call podcast. When Jessica said, <laughs> "You don't think when he- <laughs> I wish this was a video show," because because Jessica goes, "Jessica, I'm going to describe it for you." <laughs> Jessica's sitting here, stone cold sober, and she says, "She says, well, Logan was doing his drugs, and when she the, the, when she says the consonant d d." doing she's violently slapping the crook of her arm as if she's getting the fucking heroin shakes like that like the withdrawal doing his drugs slapping her arm like that i wish you guys could have seen it i was just trying to be like really on top of things yeah it, it was hilarious i'm just saying i wish people could have seen it I'm sorry. um it's possible terry it's possible jessica i don't know but here's what i do want to say the it made me think, okay, it, this isn't as simple as she's not sure about these robots, right? No, it's got to be specific. Got to be specific. Her, for a specific reason, and that reason must be, which just reminds you where they're at kind of in the timeline too, which is, this is post-Williams' experience at the park. For sure, 100%. And Logan's as well. Yeah, in... in Maybe that's why he's a junkie now. Delos is about to retire. Delos is about to retire. He's losing his shit. Williams taking over, man. What's Logan going to do? Drugs. <laughs> Guess I so. think I think I think he's going to do drugs. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, yeah. What are you going to do? But it, again, even if yeah, let's talk about you. You picked up on this. Talk about him approaching her in that twinkle in his eye. Dolores. When he looked at her, you said, "Man, you can see it. Like he, you can see the old love there." Yes, and he picked her on purpose. 
Like, that's why she's there. And, like, there's no way, again, that his wife doesn't see that and, like, sense that. Mm, like, even if she doesn't know anything, she knows, like, oh, this is William's favorite little robot, like, from the park. Like, how many parties <laughs> How many parties do you fucking think she plays piano at? A little Emily's fucking birthday party? Did Dolores is there dressed as a fucking clown, for all we know? Like, mm. we don't even know, like, how many times William has brought this robot into his life. Okay? It's true. Season five. And she's much prettier than his stock photo wife. No offense. Season five, Dolores' Adventures is a clown at kids' parties. Some real compelling stuff, HBO. <laughs> oh, my God. She fucking loses it. Violent delights her way by cutting a bloody swath of destruction through an eight-year-old's pool party. There, but there, there is for sure a difference between the way he, even like he goes over, he kisses his wife on the cheek, like... He fucking doesn't give a shit about her. Hmm. He's still so in love with Dolores no matter what he says in at the end of this episode, which is sad because I'm sure at some point he probably loved Logan's sister. I'm sure she's a nice lady. I don't think she does heroin. She just does stock photos. It's also clear that Mr. Delos isn't crazy about about the hosts. Yes. He you sent out for the entertainment, he says. They don't and that's but not only that, but He's like, well, he only retired once, figured we'd do it right, and don't worry, they won't leave the grounds. That was a concern of his. Yes. So he's concerned about these things. Yeah, how much control do they have over sure. them when they're out in the real world at this Old-time businessman that deals in reality, he wants to ensure people are safe. I also like what he says. He says, this is a retirement party. I couldn't tell. It looks more like a coronation. Mm-hmm. I like that little dig. I like this guy. Me too. He's a cool dude. I don't know if he raises kids right, but, you know. Apparently he's ill. Yeah, he, I love when like I watch the featurette and they're like, if you were a really smart viewer, you would pick up on the fact that that maybe Mr. Delos is ill. And I'm like, no, no, no. That was literally the most obvious, like, oh, this guy's sick that there's ever been on the fucking show. Like the only thing that would have made it worse is if he was like, I am dying of cancer now, William. Like the cough was enough. We fucking got it. Right. Dolores wanders outside later. She sees the city nights. Have you ever seen anything so, so full of splendor? Sorry, Dean's not interrupted him. Ugh. So full of splendor. Logan is getting ripped on the opiates. And drugs. Ripped. <laughs> I'm sorry to bother you. It's you, the pretty girl. I love that he recognizes her immediately. Correct. Even through his opiate-ridden haze, he can tell who this is. He calls her the pretty girl, because that's what he called her on the goddamn show earlier in season one. Mm-hmm. Tell me your name again, pretty girl. I am Dolores, of course. He sent you down here to keep me company, question mark. I was, well, I wanted to look at the lights. Of course you did. He laughs. Do you want to know what they're celebrating? I, I also like when he says, oh, he sent you down here. It's, it's, like, what does he say? His sense of humor was always very baroque. Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck says this shit? Awesome. I'm like, all right. All right, awesome. Logan. Good work. Good it was work, very baroque, friend. you know, like... Uh, <laughs> Like Johann Sebastian Bach. Oh my God, it was funny. So the sound of fools fiddling while the whole species starts to burn. And the funniest part, they lit the match. So here is to you, assholes. May your forever be blissfully short. Is it possible Logan feels some sort of guilt about this park and his adventures there? Probably, yes. Indeed, right? I think I really fucked him up, all that shit that went on there. For sure. And, and he obviously don't... sees how much it fucked up William. And I don't just mean the end, and you are absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that last part. They fucked up William, and he can see the change in William. Yeah, and now his sister's married to the guy, and he's taken over his father's business. Everything we knew about William from season one, 
we didn't see that play out when he was pitching Mr. Delos. No. He was a shrewd and ruthless businessman. Yeah. Right? I miss the old William. Well. He was so sweet. Kind of a puss. No, he was adorable. I would have hugged him. But I guess my point is, this is why I liked Logan this week. I like seeing some dynamic. Yeah, I liked Logan a lot this week, too. He was interesting. More than just being a douchey bro. So, Man in Black, Pariah. This fucking place, there's either fucking or killing. Pariah is is, uh, quite the party town. Sure is. You might get laid or die. It's risky. At the same time. It's true. We're side by side. You may get laid while killing someone and then die. Mm Mm-hmm. You're correct, sir. I'm just trying to imagine that. Balls deep in somebody, firing your six guns into the crowd, and then somebody kills you. That's pariah in a nutshell. That, I didn't even like that story at all. Well, then don't go to pariah. <laughs> I'm not going to. I would never Make go to Make sure World. you go on the teddy loop. You're not hard enough for pariah. No, I don't even want to go on the teddy loop. I would not be do well in Westworld. Okay. Okay. So, uh, in a past life, you used to be him, El Lazo. I love that also. Sorry. Ugh. Go ahead. Elazar finds nothing in his victory. This is um, something the man in black can understand, can he? A real victory, the ending, the truth. Elazar brings up the elephant and the stick. I love how Elazar says, I just didn't understand. And then my father told me, he said the stakes were used when the elephants were young and that the animals never tried to pull them up again. I will not be going with you. My labors are done. I have seen all the truth I can bear. But we can drink. Mm-hmm. What do you think? First of all, I, I like that Alaza was somebody different in this loop. This guy's awesome, too. Um, yeah, this guy's great. Um, but it's interesting how, you know, Lawrence, we've seen Lawrence as Alazo, and now we're, it, it's always interesting when we see a different host in a role we've seen somebody else do. Like, the obviously, Clementine's role is recast. Obviously, you know, Maeve has been in a different role. Um, and I like this Alazo being somebody totally different. Um, I like the elephant story. Fucking sad story. It's not just sad, but it's kind of relevant to what we're seeing with the divide on the hosts. Right? Right. Some hosts are making decisions to remain in the stick. Right? And some are like, no, I'm going to try. Correct. And the ones that are trying are fucking dangerous. Yes. Because they're 20 tons. Just like a fucking elephant would be. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's a good metaphor. And I like elephants, so. Cool. (laughs) Okay. The elephant's got a better better memory than these fucking hosts, so always gonna shit erased. I know. Elephants actually have a great memory and they like mourn their like young and stuff and their mothers and like they actually like mourn. Like, Thank you, Marlon really Perkins. Cool. No, Can I'm I serious. shut off the Discovery Channel? You guys should read off about elephants. They're really oh cool. God, what the fuck? You can go outside and turn <laughs> over fucking one. rocks for spiders next? No, I don't like spiders. Oh, okay. The ugly animals don't get any clemency <laughs> from you. That's true. First of all, it's not an animal. It's a bug. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of an My alien. dog fucking eats those. Like, no. Cool. All right. Let's keep moving it moving, on. shall we? Because, yeah. uh, boy. Someone's going to throw getting, dead at some point tonight. It's getting tough to navigate. I'm not going to lie. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> Two episodes in, guys. I'm trying to rein her in, not get interrupted every five seconds. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard work. It's tough. I feel like Arnold. I, I mean, sometimes I don't mean to interrupt you. Sometimes I just get excited. <laughs> I totally understand. I know it's not out of malice. It's not of malice, you'd know. It's not of malice. It's out of passion. <laughs> exactly. I, I get it. I do. I do, too. Exactly. I do, too. I'm not uh, saying I'm better. But um, here we go. 
Let's talk about um, the man in black just says, all right, I'll grab you. You've lost your nerve, but I'll take the man either way. Tell him to follow me. Mm-hmm. No, this game was meant for you, William. Whoa. But you must play it alone. And dude, when El Lazo's men commit mass suicide, wow. I'll see you in the valley beyond. It's, it's super cool, like watching it. And it's just great the moment where he's like, the game was meant for you, William. And all of a sudden it's like, hmm, this is interesting. Like that he knows who he is. You know what I mean? This is how we know, like, okay, this really is a game. Correct. It, and it really is, again, meant for William. It's super cinematic. You, you, when's the last time you watch a bunch of cowboys shoot themselves at once? Oh, never. You've it's, never it's seen it before today. You've never seen it before this episode, which is what's so awesome about it. It's great. Very cinematic. But this, um, fuck you, Robert, Man in Black says. Um, I love that, yeah. Yep. Uh, Lawrence gets to live. He doesn't want this to be easy for me, so we'll have to find another way. Who the fuck is Robert? <laughs> who is he? The man who built this place? This place of judgment? He doesn't get that honor. I built this place. They're going to go to his greatest mistake. Aren't they? Which is also where Dolores is going, I'm pretty sure. So I hmm. think they're on a collision course here. I it don't think they like want the same outcome. Fates are intertwined despite having free will. Just like their fates have always been intertwined, it seemed. She said, you'll always come back to me. Someone posted that in the Facebook group. So I stole that from somebody. So a naked Dolores sitting in the chair. We haven't seen that in a while. Obviously, this is, this is William, not Arnold, not yeah. Bernard. Whoa. William, get it together. And he says the following, I've got most of this dialogue down, so bear with me. You really are just a thing. I can't believe I fell in love with you. Do you know what saved me? I realized it wasn't about you at all. You didn't make me interested in you. You made me interested in me. Damn fucking American psycho. Turns out you're not, the, you're not even a thing. You're a reflection. And you know who loves staring at their own reflection? Everybody. Everybody like wants that. a little bit of what I found here, and I can't wait to use you and every one of your kind to give it to them. But there is something else. There's something beyond that. I think that there is an answer here to a question no one has ever dreamed of asking. Damn, William. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the man in black there, doesn't he? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we knew crazy shit had to happen and things had to transpire for this arc to make sense. Because what a stark contrast from the meekish dude to the man in black eventually yeah. he grew into. We've got to see it happening. Yes. So, what do you think of William here? This is obviously post his relationship with her. It's cool to see this. I'm glad that we're seeing these steps of removal from how he felt about her to just becoming who he is. I right. like this journey. And this is cool for Jimmy Simpson. Yes. This descent is a cool arc to play. I agree. I think it's interesting, especially even at this point where he's saying all this stuff to her. Like, this is not the, like, I'm moving on. This is, I'm still mad that you left me, so I'm going to say all these things about you because I'm mad. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he he's saying this stuff to her because that's what he wants to feel and he wants to convince himself of, but that's not the case as far as his feelings for her. But I don't think he's wrong when he says, you know, it wasn't about her. She made him interested in her. She made him interested in himself. Mm. I think that that's... Yeah, what do you what do you think he means by that? I, I think that he's saying his experience with her showed him who he really was, which is this person he's becoming. But that isn't the truth. That's not what his experience with Dolores did. You know what I mean? You don't think it, so? No. Okay. 
I don't. I think Dolores is was good to him and good for him, and then he got all mad at the end because somebody else wiped her mind and she forgot him. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's where the anger starts from. Um, so I I feel like yes, I I feel like his experience with her started him down this road to become who he is. But that was never certain. I know she doesn't have intention, but if she did, I doubt that's. You know what I mean? That's yeah, not. It's, it's, that's not in her nature. No, I know. It's interesting to think about that. You know, her mind gets wiped, and somehow he holds that grudge against her. It's it's a weird blind spot in his thinking. You know, mm-hmm. you, it's it's weird for him to to think to be so upset about it. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Yeah. But it's tough. I mean, here's a guy who is just tired of getting pushed around too, and he went the other way. Right. Did he ever? Outside, William shows Dolores, have you ever seen anything so full of splendor? Yeah, I like that he says that to her. Yep, he got that line from her, right? Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, Terraforming. Yeah, there's something going on. Doesn't look very splendor-like to me, but, you know, doesn't look like anything to me. (laughs) Just being honest. What, What are we to see here? Is that, do we know what that is? I don't know what it is. All I know is I think that's where the man in black and Dolores are both headed. There you go. Teddy For different and, reasons. Indeed. Teddy and Dolores. Can't imagine the colonel would be happy to see his men riding with us. If he wants glory, he'll have to listen to me. Doesn't matter what you call it. An old friend was foolish enough to show me long ago. And it's not a place. It's a weapon. So we. this makes it easy for us to follow. They go right to the scene. And that's where she's going, this terraforming project. We don't know what it is yet. We're going to see it. Yeah. And they're not messing around. We're like, where is she going? What's I know. This? I like that. They're I like, appreciate that. here's this thing that I'm going to show you. And the next scene, she's like, I'm going to this thing. And then we're like, oh, that's where the man in black's going to. We're right. all going to this thing. Right. Because, because I think this goes back to kind of what I was saying that this maybe is focusing a little bit more on some of these character arcs and their relationships than trying to get you with I gotchas. That's not to say there's not going to be some cool plot twists because mm-hmm. that makes compelling television. Right. Right. For sure. Well, that is the episode. We've successfully recapped it. We've successfully discussed it yet again. Yeah, that's right. There's success sometimes on this podcast. All the time there's success. Except for Con Air. Even in our failures, there's success. <laughs> Even in our failures, there are successes. Listener comments? I don't know. I'm not prepared, are you? Yes. Okay, good. Last week I did them all anyway. Brian Blake. For an episode where I felt like not much actually happened, it did raise a lot of questions. I assume Dolores and the Man in Black are headed to the same location. Are they somehow fighting the same fight? Any chance of them joining forces? What is the point of all the data being gathered on the guests? Why can Lawrence go with the Man in Black when the others can't? If the guy in Pry is Elazo, then who is Lawrence now? Who is that these hosts are so accepting when presented with the true nature of things? How is these hosts are so accepting when presented with the true nature of things? That's a good question. I think they're not. I think they just I think ignore some it. Some are and some aren't. I think some just kind of yeah. Let I it think pass. some are just repeating their loops. Yeah, I don't think they even touch in a it. way right. Like maybe they're off their loops, but they're just doing the same thing that they would normally do because that's all they know to do. Yeah, yeah. He continues with a, a really good point. I love Maeve and Dolores' interaction. The two very different conclusions, the same problem. It seems like more enlightened Maeve has a much more mature approach. Dolores is more like a child acting out. I said that, kind of, but you said it better than me, but I meant it. Well done, Mr. Blake. Thank you, sir. Ding, ding, ding. He says, all, all in all good, but I'd rather be looking forward in the story than backwards. Um, well, you might want to get used to that looking backwards, but think of it more as fleshing out some of the uh, relationships and stuff versus 
backwards in plot. Say what you said in the chat about the flashbacks. You said Annie asked you about the flashbacks in the chat. Oh, yeah, she did. And you said, don't think of it that way. Think of it as a non-sequential story. Oh, yeah, right. And that's a good point to make. Yeah, uh, Annie asks, Dean, I'm curious how you're feeling with all these flashbacks, because, of course, I have a reputation for this. Uh, And I said, we are watching an out-of-sequence story being told. Perhaps they aren't flashbacks at all. Think Pulp Fiction. That's kind of how I thought thought that would be a good commentary to make on the air as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. I have another one. Go. I'm going to read Jason Tick. Interesting episode. I thought this one was all right, but very predictable in some areas. I like the Maeve-Dolores interaction felt really right, but also makes me go even further into my belief that Dolores isn't free, and she's doing what she was programmed to do, and in a way, so is Maeve. More Man in Black always keeps me happy, though. Cool to see a bit more of the outside world, that it's not some crazy far place, especially our world, plus a few. Very good point, Jason. I also like that. We didn't even comment on that. It was cool to see the outside world, and that it isn't bonkers out there right it's very it's very, normal yes ish for rich people that's normal for rich people and then finally christopher stephen harris now that we all get the storytelling devices and we've been trained through 12 episodes on how this story is structured westworld is just friggin' delicious i loved everything about this episode good stuff christopher and welcome that's his first comment i believe i could be wrong and if i am i'm a piece of shit there you go. Dean can't keep track of this stuff. Final He's got 75 podcasts. Shut up. Final thoughts on Reunion. Um, I liked it. I was glad to see some Jimmy Simpson. I'm a big fan of him, obviously. Um, so that was cool. I'm glad he's still going to be part of the show. Um, I like that they didn't try to put too much in this episode by trying to include every single character. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think that, I that shows can fall into a struggle of trying to put too much in one episode or spending... You can also spend too much time with a certain character. Um, I think that they balanced that fairly well in this episode where we saw some Man in Black, we saw some Dolores, we saw them in their their past, we saw them now. Sure. And then I imagine next week we're going to see a lot of Maeve and that will be good. Absolutely. I like the way it's going. I like the way they're telling the story. I like seeing the relationships and how some of these things occurred and, and how they went where they were going to go. Um, I'm a firm believer in fleshing out characters, and uh, and I think you got, and I think it's nice to see a character-driven stuff. I liked all the plotting and surprises of the first season, but I also uh, get curious about the characters as well, and like to see them more fleshed out. And uh, don't worry, because you still have plotting moving forward. There's still things that are going to happen because we got that two-week window for all kinds of shenanigans, shenanigans, shenanigans. What do you mean two-week window? <clears throat> well, you know, before, late, what, what's going to happen? They have two weeks, like you said, before they get there. Oh, yeah. I <clears throat> thought you meant like the episode wasn't going to be on for two weeks for some reason in my brain when you just said that. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Oh, I'm sorry. No, nope. scared me. I scared you. Okay. Good. Relax. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about this. It's going to be good stuff. And uh, I guess we're out of here. Well, guys, we're going to catch you guys next week. Thanks to everyone who turned up in the live chat. Yeah. We had a lot of fun. We will see you guys next week. Goodbye.